War Podcast episode 48, go! I figure it's the eighth in the 40. Never mind. What? What? I figured that joke out like halfway through. Dylan, they can't see you. They can't see you yet. You can't see me? Dylan's making hand motions, and I'm not really sure if that helps us understand what he's talking about any more than you. Just going off the script, guys. You fucked up already. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Oh, hi, Mason. Hi, Dan. Hi, Mason. <laughs> hi, Mason. <laughs> hi, Alex. Hi, Mason. Uh, hi, Dylan. Uh, hi, Mason. Alex. What's going on, guys? Hi, Mason. Oh, you know. Hi, Mason. Just doing a oh, podcast. You know. Doing a podcast. Guys, we only have three more remote podcasts. Two, is that what it is? Two more. Well, it's two more. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I'll. Well, I won't be I'm able to be remote. For I the won't third be able one. to do one in three weeks. So I'll be. I'll be remote for the next two, and then. Gone. Gone, daddy, gone. I'll be driving Love across country. Gone. Ooh, I, um, might not, I might not be on the next one. Maybe. Good. Aw. Actually, um, I, if I do the next one, I might bring a guest on it who also plays a lot of video games. My friend Brian, who Dan has met. And he lives in Minnesota? Is that what no, it was? he lives in uh, Michigan. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be driving to Ann Arbor next weekend. Nice. Oh, cool. And that, Ann Arbor. And that's on the water, right? Ann Arbor. I have no I idea. I barely knew her. Hey. Ann Arbor's my favorite Fallout 4 DLC. Sweet. Is it a Fallout 4 DLC? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. No, but the, the harbor, something harbor, Fa- Bay Harbor, Bar Harbor. harbor. Like Maine. Oh. Does it take place in Ann Arbor? No. It takes place in Bar Harbor. Maine. I this joke is this is Yeah, this, this is podcast has hit a new low. <laughs> so many <laughs> levels. <laughs> Guys, is, we're kicking no. off with less energy than we did last week. What are you talking about? I have energy. All right. I'm good to go. Bring us up to speed, Mason. All right. Fuck. All right. So, what? Tim Kaine's now announces the VP for Hillary Clinton's campaign. I know who that guy is cuz I live in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, man. If I didn't Tim- I Tim wouldn't. worked for him. Oh wow. Um, or did something for him. Tim Kane. He's a big. Tim Kane's good people. I like Tim Kane. He's he's all right. He's and, all right. This is not hey. a political podcast. <laughs> no, no, but yeah. It's like this podcast kick, sponsored. Kick up speaking of this politics. podcast <laughs> and speaking of video games, I have to give a shout out to one of our listeners, a uh, gentleman by the name of Hunter, who. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. No. So I we were talk. I was talking to Hunter, our friend Hunter, and um. And we were talking about Pokemon Go, and I was like, oh, yeah, we talked about it on the podcast for like an hour last week. You should listen to it. And he went and listened to it, and he was like, he texted me. He was like, dude, i got to go out and play some Pokemon. You guys got me so hyped up to play Pokemon. And he's just been like obsessively playing Pokemon Go all week, and he's at like level 22 now. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Niantic. We will take that check in the mail. I just wanted to give him a, give Hunter a shout out for listening and uh, give him a shout out for being awesome at Pokemon. Um, he and wow, I actually, he and I actually level 22 in like a week is insane. Yeah. Well, it, I don't think it was that. I don't think it was quite, it wasn't like he jumped to level 22 out of nothing. I mean, he had, he had been playing somewhat, but, um, uh, but I actually went, I went out and played with him somewhat yesterday. We went to Santa Monica pier. And if you want to see the 
insanity that is Pokemon Go, go to the Santa Monica Pier now um, because you will find thousands of people just roaming around playing Pokemon Go and it's insanity. Anyway. Does that require me to go to California? Uh, Yes. Yes, it does. Pass. Do I have to be shirtless when I'm on that beach? No. Yes. Also pass. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be there. All right. (laughs) But anyway. For you. So, yeah, Pokemon Go, still a thing. But uh, also, um, Pokemon Go made me really want to play old school Pokemon. So I went and bought a 2DS. Which is the right call. Which is the right yeah. call. You made the right call. Um, Best decision you made this week. But it was just funny because like when I walked into the GameStop and I, I go to the guy and I'm like, yeah, um, I you know Pokemon Go has given me the itch to play old school Pokemon. He's like, yeah, you and everybody else, we just got a huge shipment of 2DSs. Here you go. <laughs> so <laughs> so good for Nintendo. They're 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 making nice. some money. Yeah. Um. So wait, Dan, real quick question for yeah. you. How much did the 2DS run you? And tell me more about the games library and the fact that you can play any old yeah po- any old games. Sell so- Alex on a 2DS, but do it like a midnight infomercial. Go. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Can you possibly believe what we've got coming to you? It's but call now and you'll get. Okay, I'm done. Um, Aw, that was good. <laughs> I was really into it. I was trying. Okay, so the 2DS. So here's here's where Nintendo. Kind of not one DS, but two DS. Two, two DSs. <laughs> um, they they kind of throw you for a loop. Terrible I, name. I got it's a terrible name, and it's very confusing about which games work and all that kind of stuff. But um, the two DS is the non three D version of the three DS, and so it ran me seventy nine dollars and ninety nine cents, the low low price, um, and that includes Mario Kart Seven. Uh, so for the the console and a game, it's eighty bucks. And if you want one of the old Pokemon games, it's it's downloadable um, from Virtual Console, and it's ten bucks. So for ninety bucks, I got you know the console and two games. Boom, done. Which wow. is a steal. Which is a steal. And so you can play anything in the Game Boy through DS library. So you can play anything in the 3DS well, library. Um, anything on Virtual Console for Game Boy. Okay. Anything on Virtual yeah. Console for Game Boy. Right. Um, but then in terms of carts, you can play anything that's DS, like the original DS, and, yep. and then anything that's 3DS. You can play any of those okay, carts. Nice. And so you like you can go into a GameStop and buy like their used games for like 99 cents. Um, they're Which, just Dan, I have a copy of Link Between Worlds. I was gonna right here. I was going to buy it, but if so, you need to play that I, because this is like the game that you've been wanting. Yeah. 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 No, I um. If it's if, so if I don't buy it, I may just borrow it from you when I get back to Richmond in three weeks. If that if that works, do you play? It's actually Evan's copy. Oh, but. cool. He's <laughs> been trading a lot of um, homes, but yeah, no, that's that's definitely one of those ones that's on my link on on my link on my list. Um, on my link. And Triforce Heroes is another one, obviously. No, but. you don't want that. So, how does the device feel? What's it? So, how's it made? Here, let me. Um, I love the industrial design of the 2DS. So, it looks fantastic. Like, I love it. I think it's so it great. It looks great. I will say, as someone with big hands, it's not the most ergonomically comfortable thing to play. Because it's not. It's, it's for it, six-year-olds. I, I know that. Put it on the camera. <laughs> yeah, here, hold it on. Looks, it's it. meant. It's it's a toy. My brother got one, and um, I love oh, wow, it. It looks tiny. Wow. It is tiny. Um, you got to wait for the 2DS XL. But I, yeah, Dan, put that up there. I love the way it looks. 
I think it's great. I think the I like wedge it a shape. lot more in person. I think photos don't really do it justice. It's the wedge, man. Yeah. So yeah. I've so so that's what I've it looks like. Um, I will say that it's it's a lot more comfortable to hold if you are. This is going to be a really weird thing. It's a lot more comfortable to hold if you're like sitting down and holding it in front of you, like leaning it on your lap. But like last night, I was I was lying in bed playing Mario Kart, and I was kind of like leaning back and to like reach up and hit the. Um, like the left trigger and the right trigger, um, it was a little not as comfortable. But holding it like down, like in front of me, like this right now, uh, it's a lot more comfortable. So, which is like precisely what they built it for. Because if you look for at any like stock photography of two DSs, uh, it's just like kids on car trips. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, I'm really happy. The real I, question. Oh, sorry. Well, so I was gonna say I'm really glad I got it because, um. There's two there's two things about it that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I know we normally talk software, but I felt like hardware and this this relates oh, to yeah. software um, is the first thing. So like as you guys know, I haven't played a ton of video games this summer um, just because uh, I didn't bring my consoles out here to California with me, and I'm just not. I don't enjoy playing games really on my laptop um, without having an external mouse, without having an external keyboard. It's just, it's cumbersome. It's not comfortable being someone who grew up my whole life playing console games. I mean, I I grew up playing PC games too, but um, I just find having a console much more enjoyable. And and I was reminded of that, especially when I got this on, what, I guess I got this on Friday um, or Thursday, no, Friday. So I was just I was reminded of how much more comfortable I am just being able to have everything kind of right there. It's it's intuitive. It's it's accessible, and so that's really nice. Um, and so it was a really nice way for me to be like, hey, cool. It's it's portable. Um, it's comfortable. It's, it's cheap. Cheap. Uh, and now I've got some video games for the next three weeks that I can really well, enjoy. And the so. three, the three DS library That's, is actually really strong. I mean, it's yeah. kind of tapered off in the past few years, but you have a, like a huge like Luigi's huge Mansion, great Mario Three D World, great um, Three D yep. Land, Three D Land, Three D Land. Sorry, Three D Worlds for for the um, the Wii, which I have and I love. Um, how how does it feel using it on the toilet? Because that's that's the <laughs> ultimate portable question. So, that's all that questions. matters. I haven't tried that one yet, but... You lie. No, you lie. No. You will. You will have this conversation. You're full of shit. There's no way. That's the only point to have a portable console. If you're I full of shit, you will box. definitely yeah, right? be using that, that, this. There you go. Um, but what I wanted to talk about, the other thing I wanted to talk about about it... I guess you do have, like, roommates and stuff. You have to keep Yeah, there's work. that. Um, but, yeah, I... Um, you use your phone on the bathroom. That's a true. Everyone oh, does. Everyone that. does. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, Just call it to your roommate. Hey, slide me the <laughs> Super Smash Brothers cart under the door. <laughs> it's an emergency. It's gonna be a long one. Um, Ew. Ew. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so the I other apologize. thing I wanted to say was just reminding me that like, um, just how good Nintendo is with the the experience design, not necessarily that they have superb UX with their OS, but mm-hmm. the way they make you feel about the experience is Dude, really the out, nice. And the out of the box for Nintendo products is is always fun. Yes. Like I was like all their little yeah. animations and stuff. Right. That's, always a, that's exactly what I was gonna say is downloading um so it came with a you know the game download card for Mario Kart seven. And so I 
went to download it and it's like as it's downloading it's got this little construction worker with these little cubes that kind of slide over the top and drop it into this little box and as they drop into the box the little meter fills up and it's it's so much more it's that surprise and delight thing that adds so much more to a download meter than just a simple horizontal bar that slowly fills up and so like little things like that that were just it's it's undeniably nintendo it's unmistakably nintendo um and I just, you know, it, it, it's reminded me of why I've been a, a loyal Nintendo customer for, you know, 30 years, 31 what, years. Did nice. you ever, did you ever see the, um, the me transfer process for the Wii to the Wii U? No, no. There's a bunch of Pikmin that would pick up and carry your files into the other console and then drop them off. That's awesome. And nice. then they'd all run back to the other console and keep doing it until the process was done. That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, and speaking of Nintendo hardware, I had a thought the other day, and I wanted to run this one by you guys because we'll see how, how true to form this is, but I thought I'd get your ideas. So if I'm sitting at Nintendo this week, last two weeks, and obviously seeing my shares double overnight, basically, and looking at Pokemon Go. Wait, do you have stock in Nintendo? No, 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 no. But I'm saying if I'm if I'm on the board at Nintendo, if I'm, make, if I'm a decision maker at Nintendo... And I've got the NX coming out. Do I am I releasing the NX with some version of Pokemon Go compatible exclusive software that allows me to go through, edit my roster, look at my Pokemon, name my Pokemon, trade and fight my Pokemon that you can only get on the NX and it links directly to your phone? Is that something I'm doing to sell consoles? Is that something that's getting if, consoles and people's homes? I think that would be smart. The, I think if you had the time to do it in a way that wouldn't be a shitty experience, my only worry is that that sounds like so a rush for them to oh. come up with. Oh yeah, I think that would be a really smart idea. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. Th- I don't think they need to do that. I I don't think they need to I do it. I don't think to. they need to. Yeah. But no. but no no no. I think but I, I think you got to look at like the kind of product that Pokemon Go is and the experience they're going to offer with the NX and like. If Nintendo starts having this, like, Nintendo used to have this, like, stool approach where they have the Game Boy, the DS, and then the, the, the home console, which they dropped, but they could reapply that with the NX and smartphones and right. whatever they're, because the NX is bridging their portable and, right. you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, what, that's think, what I'm saying is I think, I think the NX has to, it doesn't have to, but I think if they're smart, if they want to... You know, the Wii U is an epic failure. Uh, as good of a console as it is, is an epic failure. I think that this is the most successful thing Nintendo has done in decades. Um, I think that if they capitalize on this, even in a small way, to convince people to get this hardware in their homes, I think that that will be the way to do that bridging. Um, it, but Nintendo doesn't own the tech that Pokemon Go's built on. Like, it's not... No, but they own part of the company... They own, they have a, they have well, a, they own part of the company that's licensing the Pokemon license. Yes, they to have Niantic. they have a minor, minority share in the Pokemon company, but they also have a minority share in Antec. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I'm I don't know if I'm pretty sure they do. Double check it. I'm pretty sure they do. Um, but even even so, um, they could they they could easily work with Niantic to have a licensing thing where like Niantic can make an API that they can connect to. Um, all, I'm, I th- all I'm saying is accessing the, the database, not not actually accessing right. the game itself on what on the NX. 
I think if they do do something like that, it's going to be the same thing as the Super Mario Maker bookmark web app, or it's going to be right that right. Pokedex 3DS app that like Mason and I were looking at, and that just literally just emulates the Pokedex for, from the anime, and it just says the names of every Pokemon. You right. just scroll through it right. and look but at their stats. Mm-hmm. But stuff. that's all I'm really saying. I'm, I don't think it needs to be a comprehensive game, comprehensive experience, but um, I think I think if they're smart, the, the way that, the, you know, they need to get this console in people's homes. They, they failed to do that with the Wii U. They failed to convince people why the Wii U was a natural evolution of the Wii, why it was the next step, why why people should bother. Um, but I don't know. It's it's. I'm just saying, I want to lay this prediction down here on July 24th, 2016, so that when the NX comes out next March, uh, or whenever it actually comes out, we can, I don't know we can do also, the I Told I don't You know So dance. The, the Pokemon Go tale will go... I don't know if it'll be as, like, gal- like if, if it was now and the NX came out, like, next week that would be a huge bolster but yeah. i think that pokemon go is gonna be pretty i mean it'll still be a thing cranking, know, but i don't think it'll be as huge they've got i think they have over be, a thousand pokemon that they can continue to add to this thing yeah but you keep going out right in those now. generations the nostalgia yeah. factor loses and and the, the the as you go up in generations the pokemon become less and less recognizable and just kind of weird <laughs> and the nostal- yeah you're right the nostalgia factor is gone i like a lot of the new generation pokemon but i'm i'm in the minority i think right, you're in the minority around, around our age but the also thing i looked up google, uh nintendo doesn't own any part of niantic they do not yeah, okay, I, okay, they, so they I, entered a partnership with i am them. correct i i mean correct i'm sorry that's that's my bad um yeah dan how do you know um, I am correct. I, I am. I am correct <laughs> that I am incorrect. Um, I am not. But the thing correct. to remember, right? So, so the Pokemon animated series <laughs> is still pumping out new shows, new episodes. It's that it's the third longest running animated television show in history, behind Arthur and The Simpsons. And so that means that there are still there are still kids who are watching new episodes of Pokemon every week. Um, and I saw this really. This was true in Culver City. Um, I was there yesterday and this family walked by. It was a, it was a mom, a dad and two kids and they were walking their dog and all four of them were playing Pokemon. <laughs> and, Even the dog and the dog, the dog was just, <laughs> just carried around his cell phone. It was crazy. Um, Pokemon go plus attached to him. But it was just one of these, it was funny. Like I, I turned to Hunter and I was like the family that Pokemon's together stays together. And it was just, it was like this picture perfect ideal family <laughs> walking around. And then Hunter, Hunter just slapped you. <laughs> Hunter just slapped me. <laughs> um, but it was it was one of those things where it was like you know this isn't just a nostalgia thing we think we look at it as a nostalgia thing because I think that we're we're surrounded by us and our friends and for all of us it's a nostalgia thing but but there's still a, a young generation that's discovering Pokemon for the first time um, that they are embracing it as well so I, I'm interested to see how that translates to the longevity of, of this program for sure I think that the the, the my only argument for the longevity thing is that I just don't know if there's enough in its systems to give it that tail. Yeah. Right now now there's not, but as soon as they introduce trading and fighting, um, I think that changes things. That could happen. But you could, if you look at like world of Warcraft's design trends, which I think you can compare a lot of like how world of Warcraft used to manage its stuff to keep active daily users versus how they do now. The last expansion of wow became very like, uh, it was really inspired by like idle game styles and um, building up systems that work when you're not playing. So, and, and traditionally, WoW would see huge spikes the month an expansion comes out and then a, a trail downward 
like a natural sloping downward of losing subscribers, the last expansion had a huge spike and then a massive drop off, right? Because the game, the game layer of of um, God, Dylan, what was it called? Warlord of Drainer. Yes. The game layer was not as con- conducive to um, daily play, active group play, like a lot of mechanics that made WoW the uh, the the hit that it was. It it kind of started doing more like social games and and and, and more like like mechanics kind of like Pokemon Go. Not in the GPS stuff, but like in the, I got to time stuff out. I got to wait for stuff. Um, yeah. They literally added like the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood mechanic of exactly. like, I'm assigning these units out to go do something and I idly wait for them to complete their task. And then and, and there's people a really su- enjoy success that or fail. In bursts, I think from just from my surface area research. But if I'm a gameplay designer and I want to make something that, that makes people come back, you either do like vindictive practices, kind of like that game that you played, Dan. That like punished you if you didn't come back, yeah. or or you you make a game where the and right now the the number one thing from a game design standpoint that I would say that Pokemon Go has is, is a community layer that is so strong. Sure. The community layer on Pokemon Go is incredible, and will, it's, it I, may you know, deserve to be. I will say though, I think that the one thing, the one thing that you're discounting that is going to keep people coming back to this, the thing that will there are, there is a very large group of people in this game that will not stop playing it until they have all 151 original gen pokemon and which is are, impossible which is because well, because, because they're not four, in the game yet no and also four of them are specific to geographic regions so you have to go to asia to get farfetched Wait, and you really? have to go to australia to get mr mime no kangaskhan you have to go to europe oh. to get mr mime yeah that um, but that we have tauros but that's so there's that which is going to have some longevity and we know that the you know the legendary birds Mewtwo all that are in the game but they are not catchable yet so there's going to be something some kind of rollout that allows that to happen whether it's team based or you know group community based whatever it is but they can stretch that rollout to some point in the future and know that people will continue to be active users until that happens, until they can be a part of that. So there, there's a long, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the end game time frame is on this. Um, I agree with you that eventually this, this will not have longevity unless they do drastic things to add to the features of the game. Um, but, but just that sheer fact that we know there's 151 Pokemon out there to collect there are people who we will know. keep playing. We know there are people who will keep playing this game until that happens. No, and I think that I think that the collection aspect of it is 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 the most well done. We talked about it last week. Like it's a, it's an actually yeah. a well done loop. But poll, quick poll, and and this is only related to like just you know, I I deleted the app two weeks ago, so I'm I haven't played in two weeks. Dylan, when's the last time you opened the app? Um, Friday. Okay, so you took two days. Alex, when's the last time you opened the app? I'm going to guess nine days ago. And then Dan, and ten minutes ago. Hour before Poke the podcast. Attic. Yeah. So, you know, I'd say, Dylan, you get, you get a half vote because you opened it two days ago. But, you know, a third of us are still playing consistently. But I don't think this is a game that has to be played every day either. Um, I was actually talking I have about zero this. desire to go back to it. Right. All right well, fifty percent like, of us are playing consistently. If, yeah. If you, if, yeah. You're right. Okay. I think. I think so, if, if you play it once a week, to me, that's consistency. 
Um, I and I and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying we are the test. We are actually the anti-test for this. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I'm seeing. We'll just see this one out. I don't know. So yeah. But back to the NX thing. You know, that's why I'm saying. Like, I don't think the. I think the NX. The big magic that the NX is going to be is that all of a sudden it's like my Game Boy and my Super Nintendo are now one unit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and you can do big experiences with that that I think I think it's a really smart move for Nintendo to go into as opposed to going down the, the hardcore console VR ready, whatever. Well, just imagine how like pivotal uh, street passing would be on the NX. Right. You go out and street pass with someone, and then you come back and you reattach it to your home base station or whatever it is, and then that activates some extra thing on the home side. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what uh, what the console is for sure. Also, Dan, you got a street pass. You just yeah. got to street pass the shit out of your 2DS, and don't stop, and don't stop for nothing. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so when your when your DS is in sleep mode, yeah. And if we go by each other and we're within a certain range, are, are they tag each other, and I send you stuff, and you can play games with my stuff. Sweet. Yeah. It's really You trade cool. each other's me's. But, like, Sweet. I get street passes all the time. In Richmond, when we went to PAX, it was too much. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. Oh, man. I was, like, opening my DS, like, every 15 minutes or so. Just like, all right, got to clear it out again. I just, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I got, I was too busy playing Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> What have, you, have you guys been playing anything besides Pokemon? Dan? Um, Let's see. So I so played a couple minutes of uh, Kentucky Route Zero, um, Diaries of a uh, Trash Compactor, <laughs> Spaceship Jan- Spa- or Space Station Janitor. Di- yeah, Diaries of a Space Station Janitor, which I played for ten minutes, quit, and then came back in and realized there was no autosave and lost all my progress and said, "Fuck this," um, and. Yeah, that's about it for new stuff this week. I played five minutes of Life is Strange just now, and even that quick taste made me really excited to actually play the first episode for real. Did you find life to be strange? So far, it's pretty strange. Uh, so It starts off really strange. Yeah, so I I also downloaded Life is Strange. have not finished the first episode, but I think I played maybe about half an hour, 45 minutes of it. Um, cool stuff. Really cool stuff. I'm excited to dive into it more. Um, really nice art direction. Terrible, <laughs> terrible UX. <laughs> totally, oh, totally God. threw me. Actually, so what's funny about that, right, is so for context, um, there's there's this. The mechanic of the game is you pretty much point and click, and you can move around at certain points. Um, and then there's other mechanics that get introduced uh, shortly thereafter, but. Um, the point and click thing in terms of interacting with objects, they'll circle something and have an arrow pointing at the object. And so the very first time you come across this in the game, I'm thinking to myself, and it says click and drag and then release to, to basically activate. So I'm thinking, okay, you click and you drag down to the object that it's pointing at and then you release. Well, I keep clicking and dragging and then it stops halfway there and it won't let me go down. And I'm thinking, well, oh, it's just, I can't use it on a trackpad. Like this is crap. Well, it turns out that it actually wants you to click and drag onto the word that it's telling you the the direction of the thing to do. Um, And so not, you know, you have this arrow pointing away from the direction you're actually supposed to be 
going toward and it was very frustrating i actually had to restart it three times if it weren't for this podcast and the high recommendations from dylan um like if i were just a consumer i would have probably especially since this since the first episode was free i would have quit right there and so it's a it's a perfect example of of game ux design that if that if that ux and ui are not working well it, 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 you can lose users because of that right um now that being said i'm trying I'm trying to remember what sequence that was because so I played it with a with a gamepad the it's entire the very time. First thing. The very first thing when you're sitting at the desk and she wakes up from the first oh. dream and you, there's like okay the, you have to look at the picture and it gives you the prompt to yeah, it yeah, tells yeah, you yeah. how to do it but it doesn't tell you where to go that, and so it yeah, just it doesn't tell you actually how to do right. it right um, so if if not for the fact that Alex told me that he had had the same problem uh and explained to me how to actually do it i i wouldn't i would not have been able to figure it out um and it was interesting though because then it made me really acutely aware of their ui design and their menus are beautiful but there are certain things that are not intuitive about them you have to like once you get certain levels deep into certain sub menus you can't easily there's not like there are visual prompts on the screen that you think would do certain things that 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 you can't they don't work so you have to like exit back out and go back through and and so it's just from a ux and a ui standpoint i think the game could have used a little more polish there that being said the mechanics of what they've introduced in the game so far in terms of the time elements and stuff like that and the writing Mm -hmm. and the art direction um and where I think the story is going to go, I'm super excited about. So I'm definitely going to be plowing through on it because it looks awesome uh, or, or it seems like it's going to be an awesome game. Um, but that that was kind of my first impression with it. So, yeah, I definitely I cannot recommend this game enough, especially now that the first episode is free. Like they're like the very least, just go out everyone that's listening and try out that first episode. And just if you don't like it, that's fine. But I think I think um, Square Enix and don't nod are doing a really smart thing of making it uh making the first episode free and um dylan real quick question for you um it could be because my mac is not made for this kind of stuff but um i noticed things were were kind of like a telltale series in that uh people were moving slowly you know not exactly snappy um is that just a characteristic of the game or do i need to fuck with my computer somehow like Maxine's like literally not moving fast enough. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Like hold down, um, hold down shift. No, I'm serious. Hold, hold uh, down. Well, no, no, hold no, down no, shift when you move. Not, not just that, but in the, in the, um, the CGI sequences, life pro well, tip, hold down like, shift, <laughs> hold down shift done. But like when I'm not controlling the character, I can't tell if it's a frame rate issue or if they just do move slowly. Like I, I know that's a very characteristic part of part of telltale's games. Mm, I'm, I I'm never say found their skin framing. Yeah, I'll take a I'll take a video and send it to you. Yeah. Got it. I mean, I didn't have any frame rate issues. I'm on a Mac, I, I'm on a Mac that's a little, I got a little more beefed up graphics card that I think than you do, Alex. But mm. but I don't think it's a Mac thing per se. Um, there is kind of a dreamy painterly quality to some of the stuff in the game for sure. I don't know if that might be what you're hinting at, but. I'll figure it out. I think he's literally just saying that she's moving really slow in the cutscenes. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, I think it, it might just be like a, a hardware issue on your end, Alex. But it, you could try. Well, is it is it on Xbox One or is it, it not? It is, but I downloaded it on PC, so I was like, 
I'm just going to keep playing it on my Mac, but I might as well download it on Xbox. Yeah, try it on the Xbox, see, and you know, you might enjoy the gamepad experience more. I, I yeah, think totally. I personally, I'm almost tempted to wait to play through this first chapter, although it, is it, it might be worth just playing through again on the console, but I, I definitely feel like it would be better with a gamepad. Yeah. Um, has anyone figured out, is, I don't know if this even exists, but a way to use your phone as a gamepad? Because that'd be really handy if you could just lo- link your phone up to Bluetooth and use that as a touchpad controller. Um, I know you can do that on, I mean, I could do that on Android, but I don't know if you could, because you can have it, you could mask it as a um, a DirectX thing. Yeah, like X input emulator. Yeah, I don't know if you can do that on iPhone, Alex. There's probably some... Mm. Apple Store or App Store regulations that if that you have a Motorola Razor, you can definitely. do it. <laughs> do you have that? I had one yeah. back in the day. Yeah, way back. You used in the to play day. Snake on it. Dude, I watched I a Motorola Razor three times and it worked. Still, wow. Yeah, mine died when I was walking up the stairs and <laughs> I dropped it out of my pocket, landed on the staircase at the exact right angle, and just the thing shattered at the halfway point. Oh man, blew it. I know, I blew it. It was now terrible. it's just a calculator. Just use the bottom half. I really want to play <laughs> Life is Strange. I'll get around to it this week probably. I don't know. I gotta stop playing Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter <laughs> eats all my time. Will It's Will Blend. What's going on, man? Hi, Will. Will, have you played any of the Telltale games or Life is Strange? I haven't played an adventure game since Myst. I think. Oh man, Mist is my All jam. Love Mist. <laughs> See, Will, Will, well, Will and I come from a similar generation of games here, <laughs> where we can bond about these these experiences. Wait, you're seven thousand years old. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Dan is seven thousand and one. He just doesn't like factors in age. In five thousand BC, it was all just Mist and Zelda two. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I guess you wait. Will, have you ever talked to Dan? Have you went? Dan, were you here on last time we had Will? Yeah. Yes, he was. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we ah, talked about Zelda sorry, 2, man. I was man. So Come excited on. Where were you? Yeah, I... Zelda 2. I am. <laughs> I was about so... to ask you if you guys talked about Zelda 2. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. So I, um, I want to. Because we haven't talked about the new NES, the re release oh, yet yeah. very much. So oh, I am. Yeah. I am curious what everyone thinks about it. Um, especially you will, and then also the games that are on it, you know, the 30 that they've selected for uh, the best representation, which includes Zelda 2. Yeah, and, um, I, was, I was kind of surprised about that. I was that. too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not that questionable game. <laughs> You're not? No. I mean, like, I'm, I'm building my own. Yeah, like, I mean, we've had really good NES simulation for like, decades now and yeah. so it just feels like that nintendo's like like literally the latest to the party hmm. you could possibly be well that's mm-hmm. i'm excited to see them break it open because i wonder if they're just like oh wait we're just gonna use what everyone else is using and yeah like a pie <laughs> right yeah <laughs> it's i, just I a pie be surprised like... <laughs> if there was like some crazy legal drama because they're using some code that's supposed to be you know like MIT license or something. Well, they they have Ness on a chip, like they have that internally, right? Um, because they they ran it in. Uh, I mean, their virtual console has to be running on it, right? Like it has to be Ness on a chip. Kids an emulator. I don't no, know. It's how just software. Works. It's just software emulation, right? But yeah. for, for the virtual console stuff. 
you just take that and you put that on a you know i don't know a pie sd card (laughs) yeah but also like aren't aren't a lot of their I, i haven't played any of their stuff but i've heard like a lot of their stuff has a lot of weird changes to it uh, or it's not like weird a lot versions. of weird changes, but there's stuff. I don't know. There, yeah, there I wonder if they've few. taken things out like Sprite Flicker or things like that. Just like, I don't know. Yeah. Because of hardware limitations. Or like weird like copyright violations. Like you can't have <laughs> right. Batman fight Spider-Man. Come on. Like <laughs> what game was that? It was, um, oh, it wasn't a, it was a Sega game. Was it Tenchu? <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, no. Was it, it was a fighting game? game? No. I don't know. It's a game where you you fight in the game. You fight Batman, and he's purple, <coughs> but he's named Batman. And later on, you fight Spider Man. Fuck. Huh. What is it? Huh. I couldn't tell you. Game where <laughs> you fight Batman. They just change cha- cha- change the name to like Man of Bats and Man of Spiders. <laughs> Man Bat. Wait, shit. No. <laughs> um. Um. Something interesting I found out this morning. Um. Apparently, the Super Game Boy, the cartridge for the super nintendo yeah that cartridge is literally just the internals of a game boy because the super nintendo couldn't emulate uh a game boy because it wasn't powerful enough so they had to put all the internals of the game boy in the super game boy cartridge i remember i really wanted one of those really badly they made one of those for gamecube the game boy advanced player too yeah that was cool yeah that sat on top of i liked it i didn't have one but it, it just seemed cool Nintendo's certainly obsessed about like expansion ports on like the bottoms of their console, like the expansion port on the bottom of the Super Nintendo or the expansion mm-hmm. port on the end. Actually, it's like right. every console. Yeah, they try to. I mean, they try to make room for innovation going forward. They always have. That's. I gotta give when them credit the for that. Heart rate monitor coming out. <laughs> I just got a. I just got a note on my 2DS that I got that said that there's a pedometer on it. <laughs> I still. Nintendo's getting into biometrics. It's such a dope looking wow. thing. Um, um, it's weird. There's a pedometer rich. on that thing. That's just too big for that. I think the Nest thing is cool for like, you know, the anyone that like, there's gonna be a ton of people that are gonna see that they would never do em- like never build a, a Pi emulator or something that will be really stoked yeah. by that. Like, I think it's a mm-hmm. smart. I think business it, move. I think it's smart. I think it's a little overpriced. Uh, I think the the library is fantastic. I do think I, I will say this for anyone listening who is not a modder, who is not someone who's gonna download ROMs and stuff like right that that collection of games if you have not played even a third of those games it's it's tempting for sure I would say $40 I think would be a better price point than 60 um for me it's but Dan that's like that's like two dollars a game I don't understand I mean I feel like that's a like it's the price of a a new that's true video game that's true yeah I it's but if we factor in inflation well, I think we when you, when you like, factor in the fact that NES Remix and NES Remix 2 can be had for a lot less. Um, yeah, those are pretty bad. Those are, yeah, those I aren't straight ports, though. That. NES Remix and NES Remix 2 are pretty pretty favorably looked upon by people. Um, bad people. <laughs> I will say for me, like I already own most of those games, and I have, like, I have my original Nintendo. I already own most of the games, and there are several in there that I've actually repurchased already on virtual console so are you gonna buy one the idea of getting buying some of these games for a third time is is like eh. but <laughs> that being said like i don't know i might i might get one um 
I'm, I'm gonna buy one. It's a good collection. Be- it's a really good. But are collection. you gonna yeah, buy it more because you like the the industrial design of it, or are you gonna buy it because you want to actually play them? Well, it's a it's a handful of things. Like you know, I no longer have my Nintendo. My parents had since thrown it out, or whatever they did with it when I was a kid. Um, parents, but yeah, parents. But um, <laughs> it's it's that, and you know, I like getting my games from the source. So I don't like have yep. a problem with emulation. Like I've emulated games before and like yeah, link to the YouTube. past and things like that yeah yeah straight through youtube um and like there's something i just like getting the the realist experience that i can I'm with you on that dylan uh yeah no i, I appreciate it. i think also it's like, the the fact that they're safe states yeah yeah mm. well and i like the busted open works. and it's just a retron 5 yeah <laughs> Or the, Except the for Jaguar. you can't use new games with it. Yeah, I mean, right. So, so I guess the thing is, is it's just like it feels like okay. So, it feels like everybody that would be interested in it already have you know the means to emulate, and then the people that aren't interested in it, it seems like you know, whatever. It's just like a it's a it's a it's a it's like the. Um, the SpongeBob that you can hook up to your TV and wiggle his nose to play Atari games. Well, Atari, or and Atari did it too. Mm. It's a real Atari stick. That's not yeah. nose. And it's just like it's just like a prettier version of that, I guess. But it just seems unnecessary to me. But I don't. Yeah. I also don't think it's for you. You know what I yeah, mean? Like it's it, not. I'd it's not for that. me either. Like it's not. It's it's for the people that are buying those like say Nintendo stations that are sold yep. by. People in mall kiosks. Yep. Nostalgia in a box. That are like yeah. bastardizations of PlayStation and N64 controllers combined. <laughs> and it's like, you know, like the ones you play in the hotel. And they sell them at games yeah. right now. And they sell them at like Bed Bath right. and Beyond kind of thing. And people shopping yeah. at Bed Bath and Beyond are not hooking up pies at home to, to set up, you know, well, download ROMs. Don't underestimate and, the right. Bed Bath and Beyond. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> There's a whole third section that you don't understand. <laughs> the, the Beyond. Excuse me, that's where's where your the, bread boxing yeah, section? That's where the Beyond section is. <laughs> bread boxing. Breadboarding. <laughs> Whatever. Bread boxing. It's delicious. But uh, retro USB, like the people that make um, stuff like carts that you can put SD cards in and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they're releasing like this NES clone, I think later this year, I think. And that looks like really cool. Like the design looks really interesting. It looks similar to uh, NES, but it's like kind of thinner and it has like four controller ports. And I, I had a friend, uh, or a roommate who had one of those homebrew uh 3ds cartridges i had one for ds yeah. the r4 and it's yeah and it's terrifying because it's like a micro sd card slotting into the the ds cart and then you slot that into the ds and yeah. i'm like this is like a russian doll of like oh. carts within carts <laughs> but it's sweet though because you can flash the os on the ds and like do all kinds of crazy shit with it like it's that's how i got into emulation and stuff because then I, my right. ds could play like you know it's also a really easy way to pirate a bunch of games, which is probably not great. But Womp. Well, the copy protection on DS games was terrible too. Um, yeah. There's that game, like that was, I can't remember if it was DS or three 3DS. I think it came out like a year or two ago, so I guess it was 3DS. But it like was really good for homebrewing because the way it accessed the OS of the 3DS, people could easily like uh, jailbreak their 3DS. Uh, so. Yeah. GameSpot or GameStop 
caught wind of this and then jacked up the price of used carts for that game <laughs> to did take they, advantage of the market. Supply and demand. Did they catch wind of it, or is it more of that like they have a supply? Like, I wonder if it's just like the demand went up so high and like they're like we only have so much, so they like, get automatically used up. Because I think that's kind of fucked up if they're like, oh shit, let's bank. You know, I don't know. Maybe GameStop well, would like, do that. I think a lot of used yeah, used Nintendo would. games are a good example. Like used the the smash brothers for wii u or uh anything like that where even now the game's been out for how about like two three years and it's still five dollars under retail kind of thing and that's just a demand thing you know that's just dude pokemon yeah. black 2 or vert whatever yeah. the, i saw at a game shop the other day is like still 35 dollars. oh yeah i was looking at a ton of ds cards because you know i just got like the six, 2ds six years ago yeah Maybe a little less than that. Maybe like four or five. But it's yeah. still, I mean, hey, the new Doom Legend, was like thirty dollars the other day. If you want an original Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past cart on eBay, they're like seventy bucks, eighty bucks, depending on depending on the condition. I don't need that. I watched that uh, Ben Heck teardown of the the Nintendo PlayStation prototype. Thank you for censoring yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. And that thing was fascinating. Yeah, oh my god just watching him like soldering the board and like testing because like this because when they brought it in like the cd drive wasn't working and the audio output wasn't working and they didn't have a a, a dc plug for it and he was just like oh i have this dc plug that like the port's the right one but it's not the right amperage but i have this cord that outputs the right amperage so he's just like soldering his own bootleg uh power cord and then plugs it in and does all this stuff man it was great but you can do a lot. I mean, like, there's a lot of things also that are, like, even in phones now that you can take off the shelf stuff and put it back, like, to fix it, you know? Right. So, I, I do love, like, you can't do that with iPhone. No. But, like, I, I replaced the 3.5 millimeter jack on my phone because it broke. And it was, right, I literally I just that. placed it in there. Like, I was like, this is the best deal ever. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Ben Hex the man. But it was I, cool. I'm building I one it. of those little tiny pies, the tiny retro pie things, the Game Boy pie. Baby pie. But I need to buy a pie. Mm. Um, I have to go, but you guys should keep you, going. You have to go? Yes. Okay. What are you up to? My my girlfriend's in Pittsburgh, and she just got out of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> She's staring at you right now. <laughs> are you in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I'm in Pittsburgh. Yes, for yes we, we are. Two people in Pittsburgh... Two people in Richmond, and I'm in Los Angeles right now. Yeah. What? Yeah. But I'll call that pod, podcasting <laughs> You'd across never the coast. Know. <laughs> How does the internet work? <laughs> well, it's a series Miracles. of tubes. <laughs> Am I going to get long distance billed for this? <laughs> God damn, seven thousand year old men! I can't have them on the podcast anymore. He starts telegramming. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Stop. Will Blanton from Richmond, Virginia. Stop. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're in Pittsburgh working at a... Uh, Vigi Games. A, a, an agency up here for the summer. That's cool. Yep. Building stuff. We work with like aerospace engineers. And I, I, we're just very outclassed. <laughs> That's a good smarter. way of putting it. I like Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went and I was like, hey, do you like Kerbal Space Program? And he's like... <laughs> My job is Kerbal Space Program. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, one guy used to work for the DoD. No, he knew. Uh, no, he like he actually did like Kerbal. He knew about it, so I was like, okay, that's cool. He's also like the nicest guy ever. But that's good. I um, I will see you guys later. Okay, cool. Bye, Bye Mason. Bye, Mason. 
Anyway. All right. Um, I wanted to take it. So since we talked about the N64 earlier and like seeing games through rose colored glasses, um, Will and I were at Bits of Pixels. What was it last week? Mm, yeah. And uh, they had a Nintendo there playing uh, Superman 64, oh which <laughs> I decided to. Wait, is that why you were playing Superman 64? Yeah. Um, Jesus. Because I was, uh, Will wanted to meet me over at Bits of Pixels because I bought his Game Boy Golf cart off of him. Um, which, to that point, Will, it took me like six tries to get the cart running on my Game Boy Advance SP because I just hadn't pushed it in far enough. <laughs> so you know how when you like turn on a Game Boy cartridge and like it says Game Boy, but then like the Nintendo yeah. logo's all fucked up. Yeah. It's like you just oh, I just keep flipping the switch <laughs> to get it to work. One time it was just like in a full black bar instead of Nintendo. Oh yeah. And I was I like, like that one. God damn it's it. It's like redacted Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, when we were there, I was playing Superman sixty four in the first level, the infamous first level where you have to uh, get through all the rings. Yeah, that game still sucks. Yeah, that's like one of the worst of games of all time. Yeah. It. Um. But the reason that game sucks is because the acceleration on Superman is so stupid. Because you know you you have to like do these crazy like banks to get through these rings, but he goes so fast. Like when he gets up to full speed, first off, his acceleration takes forever. So, like, for him going from zero yeah. to, like, full speed takes a good 30 seconds. And then once he's at full speed, it's, like, hairpin turns where it's, like, if you are not, like, on your game, you're just going to miss that turn. Oh, also. Superman's fast. <laughs> That's you get it? Of, yeah. <laughs> but he, like. He's faster than a speeding bullet. So, Come on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't shoot bullets through rings, curved rings. So, I guess, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> But it just, it's like, wow, they charged like $70, $80 for that game new. It's ridiculous. That's absurd. That's ah. crazy. Because it was back in the day where it's like each cart had like specific hardware to run the graphics on it. So oh, yeah. Did anybody he actually charged 80 bucks for that level? game new. Wow. Did I get past the first level? Yeah, did anybody? Um, I've seen what if videos. It gets real good after that. It's what? What if it gets real good after that? <laughs> it's not. So there's there's a level after the... <laughs> there's a level later on where it's like... The draw distance in that game is horrible. It's just like fog like after five feet. But there's a level where the entire gameplay is that you have to run... Or you have to uh, fly into the middle of the city and just pick up a lone car and then fly it to some like platform and put it down. In like forty five seconds. Well, and not everything can be as entertaining as Batman versus Superman. That's just <laughs> Batman versus Spider Man. <laughs> uh, Injustice you know, Three. It's a shame that Mason just left because we could easily segue this into a conversation about Enter the Matrix, which is also one of the worst games of all time that he apparently loves. I love Enter I tried, the Matrix too. <laughs> Fuck I tried that to game. get into it. That game is awful. Um. But yeah, but the best part about that level where you get the car is that it's completely flat. Like, you know those, like, old mats, like, play mats that's, like, all the roads in the cityscape yeah. that you'd play yeah. on? It's literally that, just a texture of that put on the ground. What? <laughs> that you fly across. That's weird. It's ridiculous. But yeah, that's why I've been playing. And then I also played, uh, like, three holes of Game Boy Golf. 
Game Boy. I suck. Is Game Boy Golf? Got, is like, it like Mario Golf or is it? It's like the precursor to Mario Golf, but like for the original Nintendo and Game Boy, it was just called Golf. Ah, uh, yes. Back when back when Nintendo yeah. games could just be called the thing they were. <laughs> yeah, it's just golf yeah. and tennis. Tennis, golf. <laughs> yeah, Parcheesi. But you like. <laughs> you like play as like a, a little purge. small sprite that like looks kind of like Mario. But the first poll was like par three, and I got like twenty two. <laughs> because <laughs> i had no idea because i was like nice right, I, so you could, i don't know how those games work because like okay i know there's the bar there's the there's the bar that you have to like hit twice and like you want to get like in the correct range or whatever and you have like you know 12 different clubs but i don't know what a nine iron versus like an eight wood does and things like that so i'm just like driving things across the range and constantly like getting in the water hazard fun fact there's there really is no such thing as an eight wood in golf, so that's weird that yeah, that's, that's in that that's game. Very Woods are usually odd numbers. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. maybe and it's it not. it stops at like five. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was in the game, because yeah. video games. So I just used the driver the entire time. That's, and just like... Even, yeah, even the putt. I'm like, god damn it. That's awesome. <laughs> just chipping it over the, the entire green. Have you guys ever played uh, Neo Geo Turf Masters? No. No. That sounds no, that's a golf game. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I Dude. think we were talking about it before when I bought the card off of you. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's, <laughs> it's good, but so Neo Geo <laughs> Turf Masters. That's amazing. Hot Shots Golf 3 was my first like golf game I got really into. I played uh, r- PlayStation 2. I played Rugrats Putt-Putt. Nice. And that's about it. I and played, uh, what is it, Lifesavers Putt-Putt? Ooh. That like, Flash game. There's, Never heard like, of that. there's like one listener of yours that's like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's me, that's me. Lifesaver, pop <laughs> Do you play lifesavers? Do you play Flash Flash gushers. Revolution? No, yeah. it's Flash Flash Revolution. It's literally DDR, <laughs> but it's a Flash game, so you play oh. with the arrow keys. Huh. I had a friend in high school that was really good. Well, friends of the generous term. He was a classmate. Person <laughs> you knew. <laughs> well, this dude, bully? He, w- he was your bully, wasn't he? He was a professional Halo three player, first off. In, so in like, high school, got, so yeah, that's crazy. So he got paid to play Halo, huh. or he went to competitions and stuff. And wow. he was in AP Computer Science with me, and all he would do the entire class is play Flash Flash <laughs> Revolution, which the like the strats for playing Flash Flash Re- Revolution is that you take both hands and you have two fingers from opposite hands on the two two of the four keys and you just cradle you just rock your fingers back and forth because in the upper levels like in the oni level or whatever like it gets so fast and ridiculous that he's literally just like it looks like he has parkinson's because he's just doing this he's just like <laughs> flipping his hands out you guys i've seen crazy that? videos uh, of people playing that and it's insane step mania that's like that's like the download version of flash flash revolution <laughs> oh okay What's the DDR with uh, the diagonal pads on it? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's like yeah, eight-way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think. Is, is it eight-way or is it just the diagonals? I, th- I think it's eight-way. I think but I've seen like, just the diagonals in like some arcades and I'm like, yeah. this is some bobo. <laughs> I'm not into this. Because <laughs> when we were with the PAX, uh, they have like the arcade room 
and Wendy thought she saw DDR. She's like, oh, I'm going to get in the line for DDR. And it was the, <laughs> like the, the knockoff DDR. And she's like, this sucks. Well, I mean, like, it's already too confusing with all the regular arrows. And so then like, if you have, like, diagonal arrows, it's just like... Yeah, let's add eight more directions. You just turn your head and kind of shift your body a little bit. <laughs> and then you can play regular DDR. You use one of those walkers. <laughs> like old people walk you just slam it <laughs> on the dance pad <laughs> so what's everyone else been playing anything else uh, it's been a busy week for for me so not a whole lot of games yeah same I mean I Pokemon Yellow and uh, Mario Kart 7 since I got my, my 2DS mm-hmm. but other than those and Life is Strange that's about it and Pokemon Go so you know <laughs> not a lot of games not a, just not a like lot of games just four all, all these games and will all you've been playing is crusader kings I'm, i don't know i'm checking my steam account crusader kings and ace sprite <laughs> <laughs> how's ace sprite how's that new update uh, uh it's amazing i hear it amazing. supports uh wakecom erasers now oh yeah i haven't tried that i out. will say i did uh I did about half of the Linda 3D Essentials Unity tutorial this week, so there's that. Oh yeah, yeah. Get to get to butt brush up on my Unity skills, and by brush up, uh, I mean Wind- start them. <laughs> w- Wendy just texted me from the other room saying it's not eight directions; it's northwest, northeast, southwest, southeast. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, so, Wendy. Nice. So live fact checking here. <laughs> That's awesome. Does she have like a, a cup up to her ear on the wall? So like, no, you no, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, she just texted me again. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, Wendy. Wherever you are. Wendy's like uh, Santa Claus. <laughs> she's just she's everywhere. Hears everything. Sees everything. <laughs> and so how do you like um because I know you've been doing Unity Dev for a little bit now, Dan. How do you liking it? Um, so the 2D, so it's interesting because I, the first thing I did was the 2D essentials and it got a lot more into scripting in that one. This one, because it's 3D essentials is a lot more, a lot more about prefabs and, and texturing and shading and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's interesting just because, you know, we've been doing so much VR at work this summer that, uh, that's kind of where I'm approaching it from the perspective of, of VR. Um, and so far, there are things I like about it. There's things I don't, uh, you know, I wish, I mean, I'm going to go as soon as I finish this, I'm going to go do the Maya um, essentials training just because it, it, there are things that I wish I knew about Maya before doing because it's earlier in the pipeline in the process. And so he'll, mm-hmm. he'll reference things in the tutorial um, that I just am not. I mean, I can kind of put two and two together, just my knowledge of, of games and design and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's 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 a beefy program, man. There's a lot of stuff you can. It's powerful. You can do a lot with it for sure. But it's it's um there's a lot going on in there, without a doubt. Yeah, on our on our current project, you know, doing 3D, which is like the first time I've done like real 3D. Yeah. Because like before we did 3D, but it was actually just like. 2g 2d projections where it's like we're just putting sprites on planes to make it look like kind of 2d kind of 3d but yeah like things like shader programming it's still like black magic to me yeah things like that it's crazy i don't know i don't know how you feel about that stuff will since you most you work mostly in 2d 
Yeah, it's like a different shading language too, so yeah, it's super easy. No, it's <laughs> yeah. terribly difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I, I've actually tried um, shader stuff in <laughs> Unity with, uh, I think, like Sam's like magic shader drag and drop stuff or something. I don't know, some kind of asset store yeah. thing. Uh-huh. And it was like pretty. It was actually pretty intuitive and fun, and and I tried it with like. Uh, glsl or whatever it is yeah. for hex Lixel and not that fun yeah it doesn't help that like the glsl is like based on hard c and my hard yeah. c is non-existent so i'm like uh, it's, it's, uh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hashtag <basically> materials <laughs> my my like pipeline for making shaders is like this weird web app and like for that i have to create this 2d shader within that just to have like something to shade onto and then i shade onto that with other stuff and then i take that code and put it in hex flixel and hopefully it'll work and it's not fun (laughs) i do say game dev hacks my goal my goal at this point is to get to the point where i can do a one room prototype vr prototype um that i can just like i don't I don't need it to be anything more than proof of concept at this point, but that's, I think that's where I'm, my current 3D Unity goals are. Um, and I have this, there's this free thing out there called Newton VR um, that you can download. You can you can get it on this guy's GitHub repository. Um, and he's got some really good physics going on and stuff like that. So that's kind of a good starting point for me, but it's, there's just so much to learn. It's like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's once you scratch the surface, you just keep scratching, and then you're like five feet deep. Like, all right, I learned everything, right? Yeah, and right. then there's a guy <laughs> five feet below you, and then a guy ten feet below him. It's fun though. I like it. Um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's it's some cool stuff. Cool. You know what I've been getting into lately is Ward Podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice on your plug on Pocket Cast in the, in the podcast. Boom. <laughs> No, this, I've been listening to it a lot lately. It's yeah, great. It's great. It's, it's great, great entertainment. It's great. Give us some feedback. Uh, I was uh, I was listening to it the other day on the way to the library, and um, <laughs> and uh, I was I was giving David a ride, and David Byers, another game developer, and um, as soon as he got in the car, you guys started talking about me. <laughs> it's just like it's like yeah will was really good at presenting and like oh he's so smart and look at him he's the most handsome boy we know and blah 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 (laughs) i was like i swear this isn't why i'm listening to this (laughs) this is my favorite section here let me rewind it (laughs) yeah (laughs) listen to it again that's cool i'm glad i'm glad glad you like it tell your friends everyone tell their friends does everyone have friends here yeah well i got you i have you <laughs> oh, okay so, whoa what have you been listening to <laughs> just like iron maiden a lot oh okay <laughs> oh yeah and ward podcast oh that's oh. probably shitty <laughs> well you need better friends this guy shit that's... talks the first thing he hears about ward podcast <laughs> can i that's make kinda... friends on pokemon go yes yeah is because Pokemon you're... Go like secretly a dating app? Well, that's what Alex <laughs> for, has been using it as. Yeah. 
It do- it actually dawned on me recently that like kids have cell phones and that's like I was thinking about Pokemon Go and I was like I just can't believe it's like like Pokemon they're like totally I feel like that would be a huge thing for kids and they're just like no it's adults now it's only adults with cell phones and I was like wait a second kids have cell phones <laughs> yeah they do My um uh Wendy is a elementary ed teacher or she's trained to be one and, she, mm. and they are doing like a lot of you know student interaction right now during her grad classes and like tutoring and stuff and she said you wouldn't believe how, you know how many smartphones you'd see iPhones and things like that <laughs> it's it's pretty ridiculous remember back in the day when it was like hard to like ask for a freaking Game Boy which is like a third of the price of an iPhone oh yeah, oh, yeah. and it's like also like I was like I think I was probably like 25 when I got my first phone that's the age. What was it? Uh, was it a razor uh, like the rest of us? No, it, the razor was the big upgrade. For yeah, me. I, had, oh, okay. I, I had that moment in, in life as well. Some clamshell piece of crap. <laughs> my original one wasn't even a flip phone. It was like it was just a my first cell phone. Yeah, it was a brick. Was like, yeah, it was like it looked like this, and it was Nokia. Yeah, and it was yeah, I had that one. Nice. You know? Nokia, yeah, the, you could. Those are impressive phones. Snake. Oh, that's yeah, all also snake, had snake all day, on it. man. It was all about the snake. <laughs> Did you ever see that? I don't know if it was this April Fool's or last April Fool's, but there was a uh, Nokia's joke was that they're re-releasing or doing an update to that phone, that infamous phone that everyone knows, and it was coming with Snake 2. And <laughs> they awesome. just had like a flyer describing the phone and Snake 2 and like all the gameplay additions to Snake 2. That's awesome. That's pretty great. Yeah. It's 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 insane though when we think about the fact that that is just where that technology was versus where we are at technologically now and that was only what 15 years ago 20 yeah. 20 years ago I mean it's just it's crazy it's yeah. it's it's insane cuz these Do days you think maybe we're like in a rut though like I mean is there's like we would say there's a huge difference between iPhone one and iPhone six, but like, is there, you know? Right. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. I think, I think the huge, the real, the real revolution was the introduction of, of the iPhone, but even then that's iterative on Blackberry and that's iterative on, I mean, it, and it's all iterative, but Palm OS. Palm Palm OS. Cards. Yeah. I knew I knew like one person that had a, a Palm Pilot, and that it had that slide game on it, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you slide my, the numbers into the correct order. I had a, a friend in high school who had a Palm Pilot. And we were all like, "Ooh, he has a Palm Pilot!" And <laughs> and it, it, the thing we would all play was there was this like drug dealing game called like Drug Wars. Uh, yeah, and Drug that, Wars, drug Wars yeah. was like the thing, man. That was. Ooh, back in the day, playing <laughs> playing some drug wars on a Palm Pilot. <laughs> All right, so like console-based GTA. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, if we're gonna keep going down this hole of talking about weird games on weird uh, devices, did you ever play <laughs> like Black Boy for your TI eighty six or TI eighty four or whatever? So, oh, uh, I know. I, uh, my buddy had that, and I never. I always wanted to play it. I think I had like a Penguin game. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. so for us it was weird because like um, everyone had their Texas Instrument cal- graphing calculators, but the there's a port on the top that's like a really weird standard for USB or something, or it's like the a printer 
cable almost, right? It's a, it's it's like a, one, ser- one it's a weird serial cable, yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a high transfer data uh, port. So someone um, found like the ISO or ROM or whatever for it online and then bought that cable to transfer it to his calculator and then came to school with the cable and it was basically like Pokemon for the Game Boy where they were just like basically <laughs> trading this game around and it just yeah. spread like wildfire through our class. Huh. That's funny. Nice. I think there was a point where people um, where like the teachers were having to because we started transferring it to like the loner graphing calculators. So it was like on all the loners and there was a point where the teachers had to like start resetting the OS every time they lent out the calculators because there were just all these <laughs> games on them. So it's like you can't play these at school and so they would have to like do these manual resets. Oh, you were such a, like every such a week hooligan or so. in high school, Dylan. Uh, you know. <laughs> Just hacking graphing calculators left and right. <laughs> this is middle yeah. school. So I used to write little programs on them that would just like cuss you out or something. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do you like cake? Yes. Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Some, within the past couple of years, uh, someone released uh, a music tracker for TI 82, um, called Houston Tracker, and it looks really cool. And I'm like, that's crazy. Really tempted to like dig through all the junk <laughs> in the junk room to find a. Can you imagine like, you talk to someone who's like, what's your what's your primary dev environment? Like, what are you primarily developing for? <laughs> oh, TI 83. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can upload up to a hundred kilobytes. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we expanded the memory slot. I, I really want to do it just so that like I can be like the the nerdiest music maker in the room at all times absolutely so we'll be like yeah i'm making music on an actual game boy no big deal and i'm like yeah i've got my t 82 right here so. all right alex yes tell me about stranger things oh man so i can't it's hard to talk about without spoiling it yeah no spoilers so it it's a new series from netflix about um these well so the the Sigal's pitch sense is 99 times out of 100, a kid goes missing and it just so happens they're with a friend or a relative. The show is about that other time. And it's a love letter to everything 80s, everything Stephen King. Uh, like the name implies, a lot of weird stuff happens on the show. And it's just really, really fucking good. So the three main characters are children. You know, there's plenty of other uh, ancillary characters, but it's about this core group of kids. And never before have I actually enjoyed watching kids act because oh, these yeah. kids are really, really good. <laughs> they at are it. really good. Yeah. And any other show, it's just like, all right, kid, get out here so we can see the adults act. But th- these kids do such a good job and the story is so good. Um, there's a great creeping sense of dread and, and scares where there should be. Like, it, I'd say the only downside would be that there were a couple points where it felt a bit predictable, but that's only because of how heavily it draws from its its references and its mm-hmm. nods. Uh, but other than that, uh, kept me guessing. It was really good. Yeah, it's it's kind of cra- like, it's crazy how much it's pulling from. Because, I mean, it's pulling from, like you said, Stephen King. You know, everything 80s. There's, you know, Tales from the Crypt, uh, Steven Spielberg. Just, like, all of this kind of, like, pop horror slash sci-fi you know close encounters of a third kind kind of things yep. it um it's like fringe kind of but yeah, if set in the like 80s fringe, and good fringe if you got rid of the 
NCIS or CSI procedural cop element. Yeah. Um, it's really well shot. And the soundtrack is just so good. The soundtrack is surprisingly good. Like, soundtrack is probably one of the best parts of that show. I can't wait for it to come out on Spotify or something. The um, yeah, that's like one of the first times I've listened to like a, not just like the not the intro music because you know I feel like a lot of TV shows have really good opening credit music. You know, like House of Cards or things like that. But this has good just like mood music like setting music yeah, that's still it's scored very very well that just feels super 80s and like being a 90s kid like sometimes you don't really understand like the nostalgia people have for like 80s stuff but watching this you're like holy shit okay yeah. like like you know there's a point like the first like large scene is them like playing dd D. yeah so it's like D D has a very big presence throughout the show yeah which it, it which is cool because it was so big during that time period and it's seeing uh, even, you know, seeing a comeback these days. And there's like, you know, in, in the core group of kids that Alex was talking about, like they're, they're, they're like the nerdy outcast. And there's a point where like they get really excited because the teacher bought an, a ham radio. And so they all get the mess with the ham radio and has like all these bands. <laughs> it's like a lot of cool, like, you know, hobbyist stuff from that yeah. decade. Um, I think it was either Rolling Stone or Vox or someone did a roundup of all the references to 80s stuff. And it's a very long list, you know, a lot of niche things in there. There's a, a point where one of the characters is flipping through television channels and you see ads for stuff like Masters of the Universe, like He-Man, um, to products that were available in the 80s. So they went the extra mile for even stuff like costume design um, and some of the way the shots are the shots are composed to really drive home the 80s-ness of this. Like one of the main characters is, is named Nancy. And that just feels like a very <laughs> 80s TV show or 80s horror movie kind of name. Yeah. Um, also, in that scene where he's flipping through the channels, there's a point where it stops for a sec. Um, and, like, Ronald Reagan's giving a speech about, like, <laughs> the invasion of Syria or something or, like, you know, some sort of conflict that's going on in the <laughs> Middle East. And then immediately just switches it again. It's like, wow, that's kind of oddly current and prescient. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I I watched like four episodes of that yesterday in between editing yeah, and doing I, stuff. I got home from the gym yesterday and I was going to immediately shower and then start playing video games. So I would have something to talk about on this podcast. And Mason and Sarah were just turning it on for the remainder four, remaining four episodes. And we sat there for four hours and watched television. It was that good. <laughs> wow. I was going to start. I finally it. flipped the script. It wasn't me <laughs> sitting through a whole day watching television. Yeah, I was going to start it this week, and then my wife wants to watch it now, so we got to wait till I get home in three weeks, and we'll watch it together. But uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. It looks really awesome. It's good. I like it. It, it opens pretty strong, and it kind of like lulls a little bit, but um, it's not anything that's keeping me away from watching it. I just want it to get to like the next thing, but I feel like it's, it's, it's taking its time setting stuff up. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyone play or do anything else that they want to discuss? I've been watching Squidbillies. Nice. nice. What the hell is that? <laughs> that is, it is a weird show on Adult Swim. Yeah. That's uh, what that is. I'm just watching. Like, I, I never watched it before, so I think I've watched like five or six seasons. Like, put it Holy on its background noise and work. I feel like there's like Adult Swim weird that works, and then there's Adult Swim weird that's like 
works for like a core group of people and then just like the greater <laughs> the greater radius of people does it work for like yeah that squidbillies would, would be an example of that yeah <laughs> is, is it like aqua teen hunger force metalocalypse kind of thing yeah it's very aqua teen very much yeah okay all right cool um well i've also i also before we started played uh downwell for like yeah a hot, about that a hot 30 minutes um which is a shame Mason isn't here, but we can talk about it again when he gets on. Um, it's the best. It's, <laughs> it took me it took me a couple playthroughs to like ramp up to it. So like the basic premise is that you're this. It's it, you know it's very eight bit inspired. Like even the font set classic like Nintendo um, NES era font or uh, Nintendo arcade games font. But the game starts and you just jump down this well, like that's the first thing you do. And the entire premise of the game, well. it's a uh, yep, you go down the well. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Um, <laughs> but you, uh, yeah, you have gun boots. That's what they're called. And um, you basically you have to. It's like a platform, like shoot 'em up mashup, where it's like when you're falling, you hit your A button if you're falling to. Um, uh, shoot from your from your gun boots and hit enemies and you're collecting gems and uh and 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 the goal is just kind of to get as far down the well as you can and then like every three or four um levels you switch to like a new tile set so it's like a cavern at first and then it's like a dungeon or something well you can correct me if i'm wrong um <laughs> but uh and then you know there are stops along the way so like there are these little like portals that like are on the sides of the well that you can stop at. And there's, you know, and there's all this platforming stuff. Um, so just randomly occurring blocks that you can shoot through um, like Super Mario Brothers break through them or there's like hard areas that you can just land on platforms. Um, and then there are these portals that you can stop, uh, you can land or walk into. And when you walk into them, it stops time. So like the enemies won't attack you. And then you walk into a separate room, you know, um, kind of like, it's kind of got a Metroid feel to it because you, you know, you walk to the side and stuff like that. And, uh, there's usually either a collection of gems, which is the currency, or there's like some, um, different, uh, upgrade. So you can like switch to a different weapon or, um, or get extra life and things like that. And then every level you get to pick like a perk and there's like all these, you know, there's a, a risk reward with all the perks. Kind of but, sounds um, like it's. It, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Is it sound, is it kind of like Heroes of Might and Magic or like um, Ghouls and Goblins kind of thing? Um. Yes, if it was completely vertical with Ghouls and Goblins. Oh, okay. I think. Uh, All right. Yeah. Interesting. Because it's literally a well. It's like a pillar, and there's just, just constantly there's going just, vertically down. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can stop because you can land on platforms and stuff. Okay. But the goal is to progress downward. Gotcha. So what's amazing about the game is that it all of the gameplay elements sort of interact with each other in really cool ways like you know you're going down and you can there's three buttons there's left right and jump and when you're in the air if if you press jump you shoot and that kind of acts as sort of like a deceleration when you're jumping so you can kind of like land better um and then getting gems fills up this like combo meter and when that maxes out you're in like gym high mode where all your shots do extra damage and so that encourages you to just keep getting gyms and then you keep doing better damage and like your 
trying to rack up these other combos where you're just trying to get as many dudes as you can before you land. So like when you land your gun boots refill and your like combo of how many people you've hit while in the air resets. But if you land on an enemy, if there's a specific type of enemy, it refills your guns and it doesn't stop that combo. And so like, it's just like, it's so amazing. Like the, it, it, it kind of shows you like how amazing games can be if they're like simple. Yeah. And you can like nice. ratchet the, the speed of your descent in different ways. So like if you just kind of want to avoid a lot of stuff for a while or things like that, you could just keep falling. But if you want to slow down, like in the early levels and just collect a lot of gems, then you can just try to hit everything on the way down. But like Will is saying, there are certain yeah. enemies where it's like they're soft on top, so you can just hit them like a Goomba. But then there are some enemies that are like spinies that if you hit them from up top, then you're going to take damage. Yeah. Um, and but also, like, like all the side rooms exist in this like weird like time stop dimension. So. Uh, if you're like racking up a huge combo, but you see a side room, you can like land next to that side room into this like bubble area and that doesn't stop your combo and it doesn't tick down your gym high combo. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you can do whatever you want to in that room and come back out and then it's like jump back into the action and it's like super amazing. Yeah, I wasn't nice. clear on like how the the gem high mechanic worked, but now you explain it to me because it because it just says gem high at the top <laughs> yeah, with a like, with a bar <laughs> that's like slowly uh, diminishing when you collect yeah. enough gems, and I'm like, that seems important. I guess I gotta collect more <laughs> gems to stay high. Yeah, uh, but yeah, um, like also every weapon upgrade you get also upgrades either your health or your um charge the amount of bullets yeah the amount of charge and your clip essentially yeah and all the all the weapons feel distinct like there's the regular machine gun there's a shotgun there's a burst fire there's a tri fire which is kind of like burst but it shoots three and like um two diagonal and one straight down yeah and then there's like a laser which is by far the hardest one that I have. It's like <laughs> two shots before you have to reload, land and reload, but it like cuts through everything. So you have to be super yeah. precise with your shot because if you waste that, you have to uh, land real quick. Also, mm. the upgrades between levels feel really good. Like, so just by chance, I, I had happened to play Nuclear Throne and Downwell on the same weekend, like for the first time. And Nuclear Throne is like super fun and like, super tight action-y kind of stuff and like every time you advance to the next level if you've leveled up then you can get a new weapon or whatever or upgrade um but it felt like bad because like the upgrades were just like do more damage and like okay that's cool or whatever but it's like it's nothing it's no there's like no gameplay implications to that except mm -hmm. for like oh it'll be easier you know what i mean um but in Downwell, it's like every level you pass, you get an upgrade. So there's no like level up mechanic, which makes sense because like even in Nuclear Throne, like you have to clear the stage in order to progress to the next level. So you're killing the same amount of people and then like leveling up is just like, can I get to the green stuff before I slip into this vortex, you know? Right. And so it, it feels like it's just a lot more... The, the gameplay elements are a lot more tight in Downwell, I think. The um a good example is that 
I was still trying to learn like the different um, perks you can get at the end of a level. So there's one perk that's like, um, so when you shoot something, they don't like, it's not like they blow up and disappear. They turn to like, there's like a ghostly corpse there. <laughs> so like they lose like all the color that was on the enemy is gone. It's just like this white sprite that kind of just sits there. There's a perk that you can, if you touch the corpse, you eat it and it regenerates health. But what's not clear is because you only have like four health units um, when you start. So it's like you can only take four hits. So it wouldn't make sense balance wise if every time you touched a corpse, you would immediately get (laughs) one unit of health back. So Mm. they don't make it clear how many corpses you have to eat before you regenerate any health. But like you touch it and he goes, num, 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 num. and then like, but it's so it's 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 adding to some invisible. Um, yeah, I think it's every eight corpses you get a pellet of life back. I think. Yeah, but they don't surface that. Yeah, they don't. Tell you just have to have meat, but, metered uh, cannibalism in video games. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't gotten to that point yet. Only Fallout. <laughs> that's understand. That's the name of the perk. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the name of the perk is cannibalism. Yep. Yeah, it's something like that. Um. But then there's not knowing like completely how all the things worked. I chose that after I chose another perk, which is when you shoot corpses, they blow up. So what was happening was I was not getting any of these corpses to regenerate my health because I would shoot in my gun boots. It would kill someone and then there would be another stray bullet and it would just hit the, the corpse and the corpse would blow up. So I would never have a chance to regenerate my health. But so you can see how like you can mix and match stuff. Like there's another one. Yeah. Um, That's cool. There's, a, there's, there's also a, like um, the bullet casings can. Yeah. The can hot shells. That, yeah. Yeah. And those will destroy every dead body. Yeah. So I was thinking like if you get hot shells and combine it with the exploding corpses. So like hot shells basically when you shoot it generates shells um, empty shell bullet casings and the bullet casings do damage. So you can shoot with your regular ammo and then you kind of rain these little mini uh, bits of damage on people. But if you chain that with something like the exploding corpses, then all of a sudden you're just like cutting a swath through all the enemies on your descent. It's beautiful. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's, nice. it's really interesting. That actually makes me want to play it. I don't know if I can get past the aesthetic, but I'll give it a try. The, the aesthetic is like, it's pixel arty or whatever, but it's also like very utilitarian because everything that will hurt you if you jump on it is just like purely red i love it and if you can jump on it then it has like a white top basically so i I totally understand the the, smart yeah that it like it's definitely like a lot of people won't enjoy that aesthetic but it's also very good like in a utilitarian sense the um standpoint yeah and there are palette swaps which i find all of them completely garish and i can't use for any (laughs) extended amount of time have you unlocked grandma no i haven't unlocked grandma Grandma's the best. <laughs> I have Aqua, whatever the like the lime green one is, and then the Game Boy one. The Virtual Boy is also like just like uh, yes. very funny. <laughs> nice. Wait, is the but it's already colored like a virtual or boy, I don't understand. Yeah, except for there's like the white is very important to like tell. Oh, so it just makes yeah. everything red. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um yeah, uh, I wasn't that hot on it when I first started playing it, but like I slowly warmed up to it. How much it? But I'm never hot on. Is it on Steam? Go. Yeah, it's like three bucks. Cool. Two fifty. Give it a try. Yeah, it's not expensive at all. During the Steam sale, it was like a buck fifty. So I was like, 
just throw that in there. Just like yeah. walking down the grocery <laughs> aisle, just like, ah, just throw that in. Snickers bar, throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, why not? People magazine, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I might keep uh, plugging away at it. Um, what are like, so you could also add modifiers to it, like basically like skulls and halo before you start a game, they're called like styles or something. Mm -hmm. So like there's the initial, initial one that's just like the regular guy. And then there's one called like waving arms where he's just constantly gyrating his arms. Yeah. And it adds like some (laughs) modifier where it's like you only get weapon upgrades when you go into the portals or something. Right. There's like no life. Yeah. So that's, so that's interesting. So if you hate yourself even more, you can start putting that on. Well, some of them are some of them are pretty good. Like I like the weapon one because like usually I use the shops just to like refill on health. But if yeah. you're just constantly getting weapons, you can refill health pretty easily. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that extra modifier to that is that the shops are much more rare. Yeah. yeah. Also, another really cool element of it is like um so you have your life and so you have like four life pellets or whatever. And then below your life bar there's like another bar that's like I think it's four uh pellets long and um if you get health uh it'll refill one of those life one of your life pellets um but if you're full of life it'll start filling up this other bar and if you fill that bar up then you get like an extra pellet for your life so you'll get like five pellets so it's like a heart container mechanic basically that's cool yeah game's cool it's no up squid (laughs) (laughs) oh man up squid is I'll, I'll, I'm what ready is up? to admit that up squid is I don't complete want to say these trash together, in front of but Dunwell. what is up squid <laughs> uh, no seriously what's up squid Will give us the up squid pitch uh, up squid is like a game where you're a squid and you go up <laughs> up squid so it's appropriately named is, yeah up yeah. squid is Will's um, kind of downwell tribute game that he made for one Lumdare but it's yeah. it's kind of a, it's it's more based on like boosting and stuff. Like it's got more like race, racing game DNA in it. I feel like than a shmup DNA. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. There will. Because yeah, you like right. boosting yeah. and plowing through enemies. Nice. Yeah, it's 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 not as rich gameplay wise as Downwell at all. It's kind of I'm making it for mobile right now, and uh, nice. I'm kind of like stuck on it because like everything I like about Downwell is like these really inter like interlocking mechanics and like the action of it and stuff and up squid is like there's not many mechanics you just go up and you hit pellets for life and the more life you have the more you can boost and if you get a good combo going you can like do this super boost thing and it's very like uh it's like it's a it's a flow game where you just kind of get into it i guess Mm -hmm. or you don't (laughs) and where you know it has a similar kind of utilitarian color palette but where um i would say Downwell is influenced by uh, NES era games um, mm. using pixel art. Will's feels very much more like Virtual Boy, like vector graphics. Because like whenever you bust through, because it like saves your your longest distance achieved, and it'll, it'll just be a drawn line. Whenever you break through that line, it, like <laughs> shatters into a bunch of like little sticks and like spins away as you go through yeah. it. So there's a lot of nice aesthetic touches there. Nice. Right. It's still All very right. pixel arty, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyone got any more? That's that's yeah, it for me that's this week. A, well, that's a wrap for hot me. Hot takes. No more hot takes. All <laughs> right. Hot takes. 
<laughs> I'm about to go play some Life is Strange. I'm All playing. right, awesome. Tell me what you think of it. I will. Dan, I'm also curious what you think of it being a photographer. Yeah. So well, that's Max. I didn't I didn't actually touch on any of that, but it's interesting. Some of the there's I, there are things about it that I that they're referencing that I really love. There are also things about it that they're referencing incorrectly that drives me nuts. So it's yeah. like, please make a list yeah. of those because I want to know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I need a list of grievances. Yeah. For I need rest of us. Yeah. But uh, but but overall, it's it's really cool to have in there so far. So yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear what you guys think of it. Cool. Um, because that is definitely my favorite game I've played this year so far. So unless No Man's Sky or something literally gives me an orgasm so excited I, holy shit <laughs> i think i think it's gonna stay up there that's actually what they're that's, selling that's, they found a way to do goal. that and it's going to be world changing it's a flashlight saying peripheral? that life is strange gave you an orgasm and that's the bar <laughs> or? Uh, um, all right all right well that's the podcast thank you <laughs> thank you will for well thank on. you so much for coming on and that was an amazing finish right there <laughs> no i'll no show you an amazing intended. finish hey, hey. Uh, Will, thank you very much for being Can you, on. you like back us out to the Regan Rainbow music for this one? Because I feel like that'd be particularly <laughs> inappropriate here. Well, what were we referencing before? Is that Pokemon is the longest running third, show third longest versus running Arthur and the Simpsons? Versus the Simpsons? Simpsons okay, is the, the Simpsons longest running cartoon. Arthur is the second longest running cartoon. And Pokemon is the third longest running. Like I'm trying in my head to think of like a Pokemon Arthur Simpsons theme song mashup. And I don't. <laughs> you're gonna have to mess with the pitch shifter because none of those are in the same key <laughs> it's playing right now you just can't hear it it's it's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> all right guys all right guys all right i'll see you later thank you very much will thanks will Goodbye, good to see guys. you guys will <laughs>